and welcome to Rewire with Duchess Dale. Whether you're a baby boomer or a baby zoomer, a millennial or an elder ally, enjoying retirement or planning ahead, this podcast provides tips and information that turn into inspiration for living your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess. Thanks for joining us on episode 2022, compadres. It is a brand new month of December, so there's much to cover, starting with World AIDS Day on December 1st to acknowledge HIV AIDS Awareness Month. Now, I have a bit of good news, a statistic coming out of Amsterdam that that city has dropped their cases to nearly zero. It has a goal of reaching zero new cases by 2026 because there were only nine new cases in Amsterdam in 2022. This month is also Seasonal Affective Disorder Awareness Month, abbreviated as SAD, S-A-D. Now, this is a type of depression that can happen to people during certain seasons of the year, most often fall or winter. And that is thought because we have shorter days and less daylight, and that can trigger a chemical change in one's brain, leading to symptoms similar to that of depression. If you think you have that or a loved one you think might be experiencing that, check with your physician, do some research online, and you can now purchase light bulbs to put into your lamps around the house that help offset being sad. December is also National Car Donation Month. Now, I learned about this last year when it was time to donate my 1998 Honda CRV, Henry Honda, that I had for 21 years. And by donating my car, the proceeds from the sale of that for parts or whatever went to an animal organization that I chose in advance and that I support. I was really pleased to be able to do that as sad as I was to release my Henry. Now, another bit of information I want you to know early in the month of December is that if you want to keep your Google email accounts active, starting December 1st, Google has been deleting inactive Google accounts. Now, remember, this applies only to inactive accounts, but they will be deleting the contents of Gmail messages, photos, calendars, etc. So if you want to hold on to any of your older Gmail accounts, please go online to Google and check this out. And for more information, you can go on the web to cnet.com, C-N-E-T.com. December is overflowing with holidays to acknowledge and celebrate, and I don't know about you, but I find doing the holidays is a lot different as an older adult than it used to be. Many people are still fortunate enough to have a large family or community to share the holidays with, but many seniors do not. So our guest today, Lisa Kasman, who is the Senior Companion Program Case Management Coordinator, that's a mouthful of a title, is here to talk today about how the holidays might lead to more isolation and what one program is doing to offset that here in Bernalillo County, New Mexico. Today, my guest is a repeat visitor. 
<laughs> Lisa Kasman is returning today, and she is the Senior Companion Program Case Management Coordinator for the Senior Care Program here in Albuquerque and supporting New Mexico. She's here to talk about a wonderful aspect that sometimes we forget as older adults during this season. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pleased and excited to be here today. For those people who didn't get to hear your first interview, could you tell us a little bit about the Senior Care Program and what you do there? I can. The Senior Companion Program is the AmeriCorps, which is the national program, and this is AmeriCorps Seniors. The Senior Companion Program is designed to have 55 and older senior volunteers go into the community to help clients who are living in their home with certain needs, non-medical needs, to help them remain independent and in their homes for as long as possible. That is a very critical piece for older adults and particularly seniors that might live alone or don't have family members here. I want to correct myself when I introduced you. I said the Senior Care Program, and it is Senior Companion Program. I wanted to make sure I'm addressing that correctly so listeners can hear that. Today, our topic really is about the seasons ahead of us and the topic of isolation among seniors and older adults. So I'd love for you to address that today. Thank you. I think that isolation is a very large topic, and certainly for seniors who are, as you noted, living alone, don't have family nearby. And with the holidays upcoming, there can be more evidence that isolation has causing depression or other aspects which are detrimental to health overall. When I think about of course, I, th I think about what we all went through with the pandemic. And then I think that some people, particularly if you're an independent person and living alone, that you don't necessarily see that independence often bumping into something we know as isolation. Well, I think it's really important that we bring new attention awareness to how it might be out picturing as isolation. One of the things that happened in the year 2023 is that the Surgeon General, a Dr. Murphy, put out a report called Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation. And in there, he talks about a number of things. He did a listening tour, and one out of two adults have experienced loneliness, which is equal to or a sister to isolation. The point of his discovery is to make sure that he understood or was able to speak to the fact that loneliness and isolation is more than just feeling bad. It can lead to anxiety, depression, stroke, dementia, the physical changes in the body when we're alone, isolated, and lonely can be very damaging. Hadn't thought about it in that way because, again, you, you don't think about isolation as being a health impairment. You think about it maybe being a social challenge, not having community and interaction with other people, but one may not realize that it does affect the physical body as well as the emotional body. It does. There is both physical and emotional importance to being isolated, being by yourself, not having any social connection. Emotions 
often are very positive. So uh, there's laughing and confidence and maybe even working through an unhappy moment, which can produce a positive. But when we're not able to think through things emotionally, and emotions do drive a lot of thoughts, if we're in an emotional bad place, then we can't sort things out. The emotional aspect of isolation and loneliness is very large, very large. It is. Again, I think that we don't think about it. If you're used to being alone, and particularly post-pandemic, where a lot of us were forced to be alone, that you don't realize, perhaps, that one is isolating. And you just think that's the way it is, and you'll be fine. And I'm I'm just struck by something when you sent me some information and there was one sentence, but it was something that Dr. McMurthy, M-Murthy, M-U-R-T-Y, mm-hmm. our Surgeon General, said that being socially disconnected increases the risk of premature death and it's similar to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's what he said. I thought that statistic was pretty dismal. I agree. Um, I don't really know what smoking 15 cigarettes a day looks like, but that's a lot of cigarettes. We all know that smoking is a very bad, makes physical changes to the body. Right. That was just a, kind of a sobering statistic because most of us can relate to the negativity of what smoking does to the physical body. And we don't think about it in terms of it being equal to what might be happening as isolation to seniors who don't realize it. And we get so used to our old habits and people who are alone or older and maybe got used to being separate or isolated don't realize that they're isolated. I think this is really important that we talk about that. Tell me, what is the Senior Companion Program? Ah, The Senior Companion Program is designed to engage stipend-qualifying persons 55 years and older in a volunteer service to meet critical community needs and provide a high-quality experience that will enrich the lives of both the volunteer and the client. That is achieved by providing supportive, individualized services, helping older adults, again, to maintain their dignity, dignity, excuse me, and independence. They often have one day, four or five hours. Uh, they know what they're going to do, either, again, non-medical. Maybe they make a light lunch. Maybe they transport the client to a senior center so that they can have lunch and do some socializing. Maybe they go to the grocery store and get three bags of groceries to help out. Maybe there is an opportunity to help them with their medical appointments, anything to help them maintain their independence. Often volunteers will work with four or five people per week, varying schedules and varying services, depending on what the client's needs are. We really value our volunteers. I just want to say that. We have regular training for them so that they have current and correct information to help them meet. We also do lots of recognition and uh, various events to celebrate the volunteers. A luncheon, there's called a pinning ceremony where if you've been 15 years, you get a little pin 
So we went and sat on the second floor of a senior center and we were, could look out over the balloon fiesta and we had breakfast. <laughs> so there are various ways to support our volunteers and we do value them. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that because I think anyone who volunteers at any level needs that recognition. It's, it's such an important work when we choose to give up our time and, and in service. Let, let's go back to a little. You said that you're tr- you train them to go out and be a companion, approximately how long is that training or what does that involve? Originally, there's an orientation and it's 20 hours, 12 of which is in a classroom setting. And then we provide a shadowing experience for them. So we ask a seasoned volunteer to check with their clients because, of course, it's all permission-based whether a on onboarding volunteer could just shadow. Maybe they do a little work, maybe they don't provide the service, but they are there to observe various assignments for what's going on. And then regularly with our program here in Albuquerque, we have monthly in-service training. I think in December, we're going to talk about adult protective services what to look for, when to report, things of that nature. That's important. Uh, Very important. It doesn't happen very often. Most cases, it can get resolved. Something can be figured out. Perhaps the observation wasn't as clear. Family members are involved. We have called Adult Protective Services um, throughout the years a couple of times, and it is very important. Elder abuse is an underreported situation. Any tools or information that someone can get about what to look for would be very helpful. We also had a music session. Ooh. We go from being serious. This is something important to hear some music. The volunteers enjoy that, but they also might be able to take that to their client, which is the goal of providing any training. And maybe it's just a simple tapping a spoon on a table and humming a song, whatever it is they do. Or maybe there is more of an instrument involved. There are a variety of things that we provide service for. And that is so the toolbox of the volunteer is filled with things that they might need on any given situation. That sounds wonderful. Is this companion program only available in Albuquerque, or are there other regions within New Mexico? This senior companion program through the city of Albuquerque is a Bernalito County program. Good to know. I want to make sure that the listeners know that if they are in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County, that they were, would qualify if they're 55 years or older. I just want to plug in the fact that we do not sign up any clients in the community directly. They have to go through the information and assistance phone number. And if they know about the program, they can say, we're interested in the program. Or the folks who answer the phone are very, very good at sorting out which services could apply, do apply for that scenario. And they make a referral to the case management department of the city of Albuquerque. And those folks go out to meet the client first and foremost. Oh, it's almost like a triage. Kind of a triage. So someone 
either the older adult themselves who might become a client or a relative, friend, neighbor would call and start there to have an assessment. And then they might end up coming back to you or they might be sent to the aging and long-term services department, particularly if they're not in Bernalillo County and they need support elsewhere throughout the state. Got it. What would you like to say to wrap this up? Talking about isolation for older adults or isolation for anyone, as we know, can be so detrimental, but particularly for our focus, for older adults, the value of needing a companion, perhaps, that comes in and can assess things. What else would you like to share about this? Very briefly, the Surgeon General's report included three vital components to being socially connected. There's structure, function, and quality. And I wanted simply to say that the simple fact about structure is that the volunteer is agreeing to provide certain services that the client is in need of. What that means is that the family member maybe can change their relationship with the client. Instead of being a care provider, they can get back to being a sister or a grandchild. Maybe that's not all the time, but for this period of time where the senior comes and helps, but if there's positive, then that maybe can translate to the next day or another period of time. We're not just serving the client. If there is family, we're also providing some relief for the family. The volunteer can also increase the size of the friendship for the client if they get to transport them to a senior center for lunch. Maybe there's folks at the table. Outside events are great for meeting and talking with other people in the community. Sometimes the client used to go there, and sometimes they meet old friends, which is kind of sweet. It is. As to function, what I want to say about that is emotional support is a large component to any relationship. And volunteers have training in such areas as active listening and the basic principles of interacting with clients who are living with dementia uh, and working with the senior population in general. And not only does that help in a positive way, but if there's a crisis, they then have a toolbox that they can reach into and be able to work through the crisis or find a resolution to that. I think that's really important because, again, if someone is alone, having someone to be able, eyes and ears to do that, and and sometimes family members are in their own, you know, denial about certain things. So having uh, a trained, objective, compassionate companion might be able to see something that a family member would ignore. I also think it's fair to say that sometimes when we go into the homes, the the family members had been doing all of this care by themselves for a long period of time. And burnout or being overwhelmed are things that do occur when you're caring for someone else and there isn't any other avenue for the care. In that way, our being there can change that overall feeling. And uh, sometimes the relationship softens and they get back to, again, being a sister or a cousin or a grandchild or whatever. (laughs) The last item I wanted to just touch upon is the quality. We have polled clients about their satisfaction and the positive responses 
include feeling that they're able to take care of their daily tasks, mm. but also importantly, that the volunteer has become a friend, someone they look forward to seeing. Their social actions, interactions have increased, and they enjoy their time with the volunteer. So that this program and the interactions with the client can truly lessen or reduce any strain on whatever relationship the clients may have with the others in their social group or family. Or as you said, and we said in the beginning, this companion might become part of that social group to expand the connectivity in many ways. I think that is the critical piece. And particularly during the holiday season where so many people feel alone or isolated or nostalgic because maybe they don't have family members around or they can't travel to a family event. This program is maybe, in my humble opinion, more important during the holiday season than other times because people do withdraw. They do withdraw. And I think that knowing that someone is coming mm -hmm. on a, re a regular schedule consistently showing up, providing the services agreed to, I do think that it can lessen um, any feelings of isolation or loneliness. They have something to look forward to. The Senior Companion Program is a wonderful opportunity here for residents in the Bernalillo County and and we'll just set an intention in the cosmic universe that that expands throughout <laughs> New Mexico or even around the country because this kind of situation and isolation happens to older adults everywhere. I am grateful that you were here today to bring our attention to that. It's a wonderful job that you have. And I'm going to remind listeners that if they are interested or they know of someone who might avail themselves of this, that need this, they start by calling to the city services department, information and assistance. And from that call, they will be guided to you or wherever else they may be needed. Lisa, thank you so much. And I trust that you will have a wonderful holiday season in the month of December and beyond into the new year. And I look forward to our chatting again. Thank you, Duchess. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for your questions and uh, have a really warm and fuzzy holiday season. This podcast is recording on Wednesday, December 6th, which means you have one more day through Thursday, December 7th, if you still need to do some research about Medicare open enrollment to find out if you need to switch your plans or your drug plan to find out if you are paying the lowest possible premium for your zip code area and ensuring that you have the plan that you need for your individual medical needs. So if you need to, you can go to medicare.gov online. There are ways to guide you through checking out the policy or go on to our own Aging and Long-Term Services Department website at www.aging.nm.gov. We are not gonna sell you any plans, much like all of the advertisements that you've been getting for the past month. This is a way for you to make sure that you have the best Medicare coverage for your needs. Thanks again, Lisa. 
I want to be sure that residents in Bernalillo County have the correct phone number to contact the Information and Assistance Department, and that is 505-764-6400. December is also Learn a Foreign Language Month. Ooh la la! So, honoring that, today's daily word is going to spotlight the end-of-the-year word choices, which sometimes may sound foreign to us. The Oxford University Press announced Monday that the 2023 word of the year is Riz, R-I-Z-Z. Now, Riz is believed to be short for the word charisma, and that describes one's ability to flirt or attract someone romantically. It can be used as a noun or a verb, depending upon the context. And to have Riz is to have the ability to charm others through communication. <laughs> Now, my other favorite resource, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary site, has chosen a different word. In this year of deep fakes and post-truth and artificial intelligence, etc., Merriam-Webster has chosen for 2023 word of the year, authentic, authentic. And editor-at-large Peter Sokolowski told the Associated Press in an exclusive interview Quote, we see in 2023 a kind of crisis of authenticity. What we realize is that when we question authenticity, we value it even more, end quote. Well, I respect that. And so I am saying that your host authentically invites you to join us next week on Rewire, where we reconnect, refresh, and you are free to bring your own Riz Our show is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can contact that department by calling 1-800-432-2080 or online at www.aging.nm.gov. Our original music is written by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us next week on your favorite streaming platform. Till then, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire.